Welcome to Straight Talk, a lively discussion on tough issues impacting our lives. Well, welcome to Straight Talk on Iowa Catholic Radio. It is your weekly dose of of discussion and commentary on issues that do impact our lives. It's Straight Talk. We're going to get to the issues. You've got questions. We've got answers for you. I'm Jean Till, and I'm so grateful that that we have our Iowa Catholic Radio studios, that we are reaching our neighbors and friends all across Iowa and all across the world. It is truly a blessing that min- that this ministry continues to be supported by by you, by your prayers and your financial contributions. So I thank you for that so much. Uh, some events, uh, get on your calendar. Well, this is a thing you can do anytime between now and the end of the month. October is Pro-Life Month, and Iowa Catholic Radio is hosting a diaper drive for InterVisions Healthcare at our new offices, 1355 50th Street in West Des Moines. That's Suite 500. Diapers of all sizes are needed. So pick up a a package of diapers and stop by our new facilities, get a sneak peek at our chapel and and this great new facility that we're going to be happening, that we have now. Business hours are from 8 to 4, Monday through Friday. Um, Also, Iowa Catholic Radio and Catholic United Financial Medicare Experts are hosting an event on Friday, November 5th, for a Medicare informational workshop. Uh, You have choices, 11 a.m. or 4 p.m. at the new Iowa Catholic Radio studios. So if you're 65 or older, give us a call. We need you to get registered because space is limited. You know the number, 515 223 1150. And on November 17th, there's a brand new um, healing service that's going to happen every third Wednesday of the month. The first one is November 17th. It's going to be at St. Ambrose Cathedral at 7 p.m. It's a healing service. You were invited to come every week or, or every month or whenever you feel the need for those, those healing prayers. It's 7 p.m. November 17th at St. Ambrose Cathedral. The next day, November 12th, it's the Man Up West Power Lunch at St. Francis of Assisi in West Des Moines, featuring Johnny Carlson. He is the Oot Feedem Coordinator uh, for the guys out at Dowling. Lunch is provided by the West Des Moines Chick-fil-A, so you do need to register. All of our events are at iowacatholicradio.com. We want to make sure we have enough chicken for you, folks. Um, and then this Saturday, October 30th, there's still time to register for the Women's Conference. Uh, it is at Embassy Suites, downtown Des Moines, with Dr. Kathleen Beckman, a Catholic evangelist, retreat director, radio host, author. And I love that she is president of the Foundation of Prayer for Priests. Also, Barbara Heil will be there as one of our presenters, and Tim Jamison discussing that ongoing spiritual war in today's world. Ladies, I hope you will join me this Saturday, October 30th. Uh, Doors open at 7 a.m., so get there early, and we'll have the rosary at 7.30, Mass at 8, and the conference is from 9 to 5. And then save the date for Iowa Catholic Radio's dinner in December. That is Saturday, December 11th at Embassy Suites downtown with Paul Zuccarelli. He had a near-death experience, um, and it, it changed his life, the direction of his life, and I am very much looking forward to hearing his message. 
Again, all information about our events is at iowacatholicradio.com. Joining me now is John Leonetti. You know him as the host of the Catholic Morning Show here at Iowa Catholic Radio, national speaker, uh, mission director, author, dad of three. You haven't had another one, have you, John? Not yet. Okay. Well, I just wanted to make sure. (laughs) Thank you for joining me this morning. Well, thanks for having me on, Jean. Well, you know, I wanted to talk to someone, and you popped into my head that we should talk about prayer and really the challenges that we face. You know, that I pray the rosary every day, and sometimes I get the rosary done, John, and I couldn't have told you what mysteries I prayed. Yeah. Even though I, I know because today is Tuesday and the sorrowful mysteries, intellectually I would know, but man, how do you make... Um, your prayer each day really count, especially with a dad of three and you're on the road. I mean, my goodness, I have a distractions, but you have way more than I do. Well, I don't think there's anything more difficult, anything more easy than a relationship with God. It kind of crosses both boundaries there. Um, and I certainly don't come from the standpoint of people doing what I do because, uh, <laughs> I, you know, I'm still learning just like you are, yep. just like all of us. Perpetually. But I... I yeah, and I look to the saints. I mean, you know, those that kind of listen to my show and, and those that have heard me speak before know that they, they inspire me mm-hmm. in unbelievable ways. I mean, just for the simple fact of, of who they were, but how they lived, but more than anything, their relationship with God and what that actually mm-hmm. looked like on a daily basis, because it was lived out on a daily basis. But man, um, those lives, their lives are so hard to emulate. You know, you look at some of those saints and you're like, Man, I can't live in a cave and eat locusts and dedicate 24-7 to prayer. You know, yeah. and it's like, so anything less than that isn't good enough, which we know isn't true. But, boy, the saints lived tough lives, many of them. Many of them. Uh, but there were some that lived, you know, extraordinarily simple lives, you know. And I, and I think in a lot of ways, it, the one thing that the saints did that they mastered well is they mastered their circumstances. Mm. Whatever their circumstances were, is they, they gave to God and offered to God, whether it was circumstance of suffering, which we know many did. Um, uh, you know, I, I think of Blessed Chiara Luce Badano just as one of them. That, ooh, you know, she was ooh, living hope. now, she'd be, in her, she'd be in her 40s, and she had a, a profound relationship with God. At the age of 16, she felt a pain in her right shoulder, and um, they would discover through a series of tests that uh, she had osteogenic sarcoma, which is the most painful type of bone cancer there is. She would live on to be 18 years old when she died. And, um, you know, she, she wanted to be a, a missionary her entire life, but she realized that God was now calling her to be a missionary, not all through the four corners of the world, but now through her hospital floor where she would minister to so many people, um, and, and people that were, you know, losing their kids to cancer mm-hmm. as well. Um, now, what families. was her name again, John? Blessed Chiara Luce Badano. They gave her the nickname Luce, which means light, uh, mm-hmm. because she was such a light of Christ to all that she would encounter. Uh, people would come and visit her, and they'd try to cheer her up. They they think they're going to cheer her up, but they would realize she was cheered up. But what did she do? <laughs> what did she do? But she would offer her sufferings. They said that she never took an ounce of pain medication. She refused it all because she wanted to feel a little bit of what Jesus felt on the cross. She said that um, she said that she, she wasn't going to take anything. Instead, what she was going to do is offer her sufferings, however big or small that they were, to the salvation of souls. So she took something that was a suffering, something that she didn't ask for, something she didn't go looking for, and used it as a redeeming 
force in her life. We could say as Catholics, redemptive suffering for our Lord. It's just one example. But as I said before, you know, the, the saints, they mastered their experiences. They mastered their, uh, you know, what, what God had given them in the moment, whether they were doorkeepers, you know, mm-hmm. as uh, uh, Saint uh, Oh, oh uh, don't Brother go Andre. on to a new one yet, John. I want to go back to uh, Blessed Lucia, because, and we're going oh, to yeah. take a break here for a minute. You know, this offering up, you know, I, I think of that every time I have a headache or, you know, a splinter kind of thing, you know, sometimes that's the, that's the worst, right? And yep. yet, you know, I sit there and I kind of wallow in it and I'm like, oh, I'm going to offer this up. And I'm like, wallowing and offering it up seem to be opposite ends of that spectrum. And it's like, how do, how do you really offer it up? And because you're still in pain, you're still, yep. you know, the splinter is still there. You know, is it is it just a matter of prayer and saying, Lord, I'm suffering, but I want to do it for those souls in purgatory? Is it that simple? Yeah, you, you, you offer it up imperfectly. You know, mm. I mean, none, none of our none of the ways that we offer anything up to our Lord are going to be perfect. And mm-hmm. I think the more we think about it, the more we can overthink it. But we just offer it up imperfect, mm-hmm. imperfectly. There's going to be times where we complain about it, and there's going to be times where we feel that it's a moment of grace and just capitalize on those moments of grace. But it can be as simple as giving it over to our Lord and continually giving it over to our Lord. It can be something as simple as keeping quiet about it and not complaining about it when we would otherwise look for sympathy maybe in someone else. Um, or it can be just something quietly as, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, going to prayer. But whatever it is, you know, and, and I know we're talking about prayer. The, the main part is, is to master whatever circumstance that we're in right now and to give that over to God. Of course, there's different disciplines and actions. We could talk about that, too. Yeah. But the most important thing is, in our lives, looking for the moments that we can increase and grow in our relationship with Jesus Christ, the moments that God has given to us, whether it be at the gym, the grocery store, at work, at school, no matter where it is, but to live that kind of life in relationship yeah. with God. No one else's. Hey, folks, we're going to take a quick break. My guest is John Leonetti, and we're talking about prayer, and we're looking to the saints for inspiration and their circumstances. And if they mirror our circumstances, we can we can glean from them how to make our prayer more effective. You're listening to Straight Talk on Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and Catholic Women Now provided in part by Permar Security, providing security solutions for homes and businesses since 1953. Permar Security is a Catholic-owned family business supplying security systems, access control systems, video surveillance, fire alarm systems, and video doorbells. All alarm systems are monitored out of their monitoring center located in the state of Iowa. Permar Security, 515-244-5660, permarsecurity.com. Thank you, Caldwell Parish, for underwriting Iowa Catholic Radio. Conform to the wishes of the deceased and to Catholic liturgical burial traditions. Caldwell Parish Funeral Home, Des Moines' only Catholic-owned and operated funeral home. CaldwellParish.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and Dowling Catholic Sports is provided in part by Ashworth Vision Clinic. With two licensed optometrists, Barbara Sheets, a Dowling graduate, and Dr. Craig Harper, the Ashworth Vision Clinic team provides complete eye exams, contact lenses, glasses, glaucoma testing, and pre- and post-operative care. Ashworth Vision Clinic is located at 60th and Ashworth in West Des Moines. 515-440-4610 or online, ashworthvision.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by CTO. Your support has helped thousands of students attend our Catholic schools. CTOIowa.org. At CTO, the bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. 
Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and John Leonetti in the morning is provided by Five Sons Naturescapes. Five Sons Naturescapes is a Catholic veteran-owned family company providing premium outdoor landscaping. Clean up and restore outdoor living space with retaining walls, privacy fencing, pergolas, paver sidewalks, and patios. Issues with soil settling and water around the foundation and yard? Five Sons Naturescapes can grade and install drainage tile to help. Five Sons Naturescapes online at fivesonsnaturescapes.com. Welcome back to Straight Talk on Iowa Catholic Radio. This is Jean Till, and my guest is John Leonetti, and we're talking about prayer. We're talking about how to make your prayer really, um, really valuable and really um, efficacious, really. Um, and John, you know, you, of course, wanted to bring it around to the saints. What a shock. As always. You and your saint buddies. I mean, you have your, your communion of saints. Is that like your board of directors? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I, I, I've always looked at the saints as kind of the, the light posts on the mm-hmm. way, a lot, you know, lighting up the path to God. That's the way I've always seen them, and mm-hmm. they've certainly helped me in tremendous ways. Mm-hmm. Well, we were talking about Blessed Lucia and that that means light, and but you were ready to go on to a next uh, saint and their inspiration for you, and then I had to take that old darn break. You know how that works. So, oh, so yeah. who were you going to go to? Well, an inspiration of um, of prayer for me is uh, St. Brother Andre. And St. Brother Andre was a pretty simple fellow. He was uh, a doorkeeper. He was a porter. Um, he wasn't smart enough to ever become a priest. In fact, he was rejected by everyone until hmm. one day he was um, accepted into a monastery, uh, a smaller monastery that was uh, very popular in the day. And they would take him in on one condition, and that was that he would become their doorman. <laughs> pretty much that uh, he would not. Uh, and they told him he would never become a priest. They would never ordain him. He wasn't smart enough for it. He couldn't pass any of the tests, couldn't learn Latin, um, just could barely read. Uh, but he could sit by the door and they would make him a brother. They'd give him the habit. Uh, and there he would sit. And he did for 40 years. In fact, he joked near the time of his death that uh, when he first joined the order, the monks showed him the door and he never left. <laughs> and he sat there. But it was what he did with it. You know, we look at saints that were, I, I like the successful saints in, in, uh, in our church, but I also love the wild, unsuccessful saints in light of the world. You know, what their lives actually looked like. It really, nothing fancy. This is a guy that really wasn't anything fancy. I mean, to the rest of the world, um, you know, he didn't have much of an education. He could barely read. He couldn't learn new languages. And uh, But one thing he could do, and he knew he could do, is he could he could love. Mm-hmm. And that's what he did. Uh, that everyone that came through those doors pretty soon after about a year and a half, they weren't coming to see those priests anymore. They were coming to see him. Sex. In fact, some of the priests would get a little bit angry and perturbed about it and jealous. And different miracles would come through. What, one of the things that I've learned about St. Brother Andre is devotions are important, uh, but also, most importantly, a devotion to St. Joseph and Our Lady are mm-hmm. paramount. He had a great devotion to St. Joseph. In fact, the largest oratory in uh, Canada is built in honor of uh, St. Brother Andre. It's actually St. Joseph's oratory because mm-hmm. he said if anyone would erect such a structure for him that he asked that it be in honor of his patron, St. Saint, saint Joseph. And there would be many different miracles that would come in, miracle after miracle that would pour in from around the world as well because of his asking of St. Joseph for his intercession. He would say, I'm just a simple friar, but he said, one thing I can do is I can trust God. And uh, I have faith. And that's what he had. I mean, he had mm-hmm. a deep faith. He had a deep trust in God. And 
whatever circumstances came his way, he turned over to God. Again, something for us to be able to remember. Whatever circumstances come our way, are we turning them over to God, no matter what they are, and seeking his will in our life? That's prayer as well. Well, and you know, John, it's interesting because as I look to the near future, I'm looking to retire, and it's like, oh, well, what am I going to do to keep busy? Yeah. You know, and it's like, oh, well, you know, I can expand my my prayer life and really, you know, s- spiritual readings and, and those types of things. But I've been praying about, you know, what does God want me to do? Well, maybe God wants me to be a doorman. <laughs> I mean, you know. Could be. It's like. Sit at the Iowa, new studios at Iowa Catholic Radio. Right. Team Till, right there. Right. But, you know, it, it, I don't have to do something big. Right. Is what you're saying. Right. You know, in those circumstances, no. you can still. Be what God wants you to be and whatever that is. It could be he wants me to sit in my recliner and pray all day. Yeah, once again, I mean, the saints, they master their circumstances mm-hmm. and, and they, they sanctify their circumstances, whatever it was that they were in. You look at St. Faustina and we think of St. Faustina as, you know, the, the secretary to God's divine mercy. Jesus giving her that title. Mm-hmm. How would you like that title from God, Jesus? Yeah. God's secretary. Sounds oh, I would good, say right? she could get a job anywhere she wants. I mean, yeah, that's a pretty I'd good reference. So. But what did she say was the greatest thing she was able to do? In her life, it wasn't receiving the messages of the divine mercy. It wasn't compiling her diary. It was simply washing dishes. It was something that she could do with great love, she said, for her sisters. In fact, it was so much, it was so ingrained in her, this this service, this serving her other sisters, that something as simple as washing dishes that she was able to do without complaining. She would fill in for different sisters' spots. She hated doing it, she would write. She, she, she always would try to avoid it earlier, but she realized that was one thing that she could do, one place or one act of, of the cross of love that she could carry for her other sisters. You know, we think of the things in our life that are otherwise inconveniences or things that we complain about on a regular basis and many things that just have to be done. There are responsibilities, but she would sanctify those responsibilities in her life. Something as simple as, again, washing a dish. It, it, it's... It's just so it's so simple and so difficult at the same time, as I said before. It's, it's mind-boggling. Well, and you know, John, you, you, just by saying that, you know, it struck me that, you know, we don't have to sit in our prayer chair to say our prayers. Yeah. You know, it's, and, it, and we don't have to pray the rosary while we're washing the dishes. We can be washing the dishes and offering that up as a prayer. You know, we could be driving and offering that that car ride up as a prayer as we're on to the next journey and, and take, I, I love that master the circumstances. That's a great phrase that, yeah. um, you know, it really said it really focuses it in the present. Yeah. I, I think it's important. And as you said, no prayer does not have to be just kind of sitting in the recliner or, mm-hmm. or, or you know, going to your church. However, that is an essential part, as you mm-hmm. know, of mm-hmm. the spiritual life and actually making time for God where you can sit with the Mother Teresa. She was once scolded by a woman who, who said, you know, think of how many more people that you could help here in the streets of Calcutta if you didn't spend three hours of prayer every morning. <laughs> and Mother stopped the woman. I mean, imagine scolding Mother Teresa. But right. the woman, uh, Mother stopped the woman. She said, my dear, I, I wouldn't be able to help anyone if it wasn't for those three hours of, of prayer mm-hmm. in the morning. And that's mm-hmm. what she would spend. Of course, she would be on the streets another 18 hours a day, oftentimes getting two, three hours of sleep a night. But she would constantly, every morning, it was consistent. She would give her morning to our Lord, mm-hmm. early morning. And that was the fuel to the to the tank for her. That was the fuel to the fire that allowed her to go out and serve. So, you know, the, the saints also teach us that having that time of prayer, which is how prayer is spelled, T-I-M-E, 
is a necessary component to the spiritual mm-hmm. life. But again, we're not monks and we're not religious sisters. Most of us are not cloistered. We have responsibilities and mission work to attend to in our life. That can be sanctified and that can be a prayer as well. Hey, folks, we're going to take this next break, but I also want to uh, give a shout out to John Leonetti. You're out in New York somewhere right now. I'm on Long Island. Yeah, well, tonight, you don't have to then, travel uh, to get to do mission work. You can do that right here. I think you were you at, at Granger last year and did a mission for them. I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, 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 I've done a mission, actually, surprisingly, for quite a few parishes around the area. So mm-hmm. I, I always enjoy doing that. Yeah. Well, we like to have you in our own backyard, so that's good. Well, appreciate it. Hey, um, I misspoke. John doesn't have two books out. He has four. I mean, the man is just being a prolific writer. Hey, we're going to take a go. quick break. We'll get those titles when we uh, wrap up the show today. Uh, who's our next saint when we come back from the break? I don't know. Let's talk about Sebastian. Oh, I like that. Okay, you're listening to Straight Talk right now on Iowa Catholic Radio. The November Man Up Lunch will feature Johnny Carlson, Ood Feedem Coordinator. Friday, November 12th, noon, St. Francis of Assisi Parish, West Des Moines. Lunch will be provided by Chick-fil-A on University in West Des Moines. Learn more about the November Man Up Lunch at iowacatholicradio.com. The annual open house for Dowling Catholic High School prospective students is Sunday morning, November 7th, starting at 11. Student ambassadors will give a tour of the school, meet the teachers, moderators, coaches, and learn about tuition assistance. Learn more at dowlingcatholic.org. Join Iowa Catholic Radio and Catholic United Financial Medicare experts on Friday, November 5th for a Medicare informational workshop at 11 a.m. or 4 p.m. at the new Iowa Catholic Radio location, 1355 50th Street, Suite 500 in West Des Moines. If you're 65 or older, it pays to do your homework. Compare plans and get a better understanding at this free Medicare educational workshop on Friday, November 5th at 11 a.m. or 4 p.m. Call Iowa Catholic Radio to RSVP at 515-223-1150. Space is limited. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Catholic Charities, where exceptional service is a hallmark in caring for those with essential needs, including food pantry, professional counseling, emergency family shelter, and refugee services. CatholicCharitiesDM.org. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by the Sarah Vocations Ministry. Sarah is an apostolate dedicated to the support of new and existing vocations to the priesthood and consecrated life. Learn more at JoinSarah.org. Join S-E-R-R-A.org. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Mercy One, your expert circle of personalized care for all your health needs. With more care locations than anyone, your best life is their one purpose. Find your doctor at mercyone.org. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio provided by Bell Construction. Bell Construction is a roofing company. They specialize in residential re-roofs like commercial jobs. Bell Construction, 515-963-4494. Bell Construction. Welcome back to Straight Talk. I'm Jean Kill, and my guest today is John Leonetti, host of the Catholic Morning Show here at Iowa Catholic Radio. Are you in a coffee shop, John? Yeah, I am. Oh, I knew it. I knew it. Yep. Oh, hey, um, I live. I'm loving. Yeah, I'm loving this conversation around saints and their their prayer life. And you said we we're going to talk about Saint Sebastian. Now, isn't he the patron saint of athletes? Am I thinking of the right he- one? Yeah, he is, because he was shot with uh, bow and arrows. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, he, that's actually not how he died. I, but I, I bring him up just because, again, we were talking before about unsuccessful saints. And mm-hmm. this is a guy that was wildly unsuccessful, even in his missionary endeavors. So if we think we've got to be holy and it's going to look like you know starting a religious order with 5,000 active sisters right. in 132 countries mm-hmm. like Mother Teresa, that's 
that's what it takes to become a saint. It doesn't. Sebastian, simply put, was uh, living during the, the rule of Diocletian. Diocletian mm. hated Christians. Mm-hmm. He was one of the worst of the worst emperors for him. And uh, Sebastian wanted to convert him. I mean, he, he had a desire to convert Diocletian. He was, a, a, again, a simple, uneducated man. He thought the way to do it was going to be disguise himself as Diocletian's one of his soldiers. He was found out pretty quick when he tried to do that to rise to the top to get a conversation with Diocletian. And uh, Diocletian would have him executed. They first tried to shoot him with bow and arrows. He actually survived that. And you would think if you survived such something like that, you would run the other way. Mm-hmm. Diocletian already thought you were dead. You couldn't be any more safe. Uh, but he didn't. He actually went back. In fact, he asked his friend to help take him to Diocletian's favorite walking spot. He hid behind a tree and then popped out when Diocletian rounded the corner. Surprise. <laughs> uh, said, I- I'm not dead. Our Lord's given me one last chance to convert you. And again, I wish I could tell you that Diocletian converted. He didn't. Yeah, right. Uh, he was like, he, oh, he had, I, I get it, Sebastian. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't. He had uh, Sebastian uh, uh, beaten to death and uh, thrown into a well where he would die. And, and that's really all we know about St. Sebastian. We don't know a lot of other things, but that's enough. That's enough for him to be remembered from the 4th century on to this mm-hmm. day. In fact, he's the most popular saint name chosen by boys who are going to be confirmed in the faith. I, I just a man that had such a missionary heart, had such a love for Jesus that he decided he was going to try to go all in. Mm-hmm. Isn't that a reminder for us, right? I mean, where and how can we go all in in our lives? The, the Lord isn't asking us necessarily to be successful. It might be wildly unsuccessful in our uh, going all in for our Lord, but it's not success that counts. It's our faith. Well, and you know, you think, okay, I'm going to, who, who is the greatest anti-Catholic person out there? I'm going to go after them. No, I think many of us have people in our own families that have left the faith or, or are lukewarm, and, and you know, I'm not suggesting we have to go after them, because that may very well drive them away. But through our prayer and perseverance, we are certainly going to be role models for them, just like Sebastian now is role model for all of those uh, boys being confirmed. Yeah, he's the patron saint of hecklers, I like to say, because he would just constantly try to heckle people to, um, you know, to, to convert. But everyone had their own way of doing it. I mean, you know, Francis of Assisi had his way. Mother mm-hmm. Teresa had her way. John Paul II had his way. St. Brother Andre had his way. Um, you know, Felicity and Perpetua had their way. I, mm-hmm. What's our way? Mm-hmm. What's the way that God is calling us to be able to evangelize, to right. be able to deepen our relationship with him and our in our prayer life. And again, that just looks no further than the circumstances we're in, whether it's as a wife, as a mother, as a father, as a brother, as a friend, uh, as a worker, as someone that Mm -hmm. is a student, wherever it is, we just sanctify those moments in that area of our life and offer them to our Lord. Hey, John, before we go, um, I know you have a book out there that's called Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit of Holiness. Um, if folks want to find your books, if they want to book you to be to do a mission for them during Lent next year, how do they how do they contact you? What's your website? Just go to my website, johnleonetti.com, and that's John without the H, mm-hmm. Thanks so much for joining me today, John. I really appreciate Thanks it. Thanks for inviting me, Jane. This You're was welcome. Fun. You're welcome. Thanks also right. to my producer, Jimmy Olson and Deacon Tony Valdez. Uh, today we pray to St. Jude the patron saint of lost causes, one of my favorite saints, uh, to help us to never give up hope in our circumstances. St. Jude, pray for us. 
Abba Catholic Radio is listener-supported, and it is through your prayers and your financial contributions that we are able to continue to bring and connect our listeners to Christ. You can uh, give to Iowa Catholic Radio online at iowacatholicradio.com, the Iowa Catholic Radio app, or you can text us at 515-223-1150. Straight Talk is every Tuesday at 10 here on Iowa Catholic Radio and always available on podcast through the Iowa Catholic Radio free app. Stay tuned for Life is Worth Living with Archbishop Fulton Sheen. Straight Talk, where you get answers to tough issues impacting your life. Listen anywhere at any time via podcast at iowacatholicradio.com.